Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hi. Doug just got back from PAX East, which I am super jealous of, and got to play a whole bunch of games. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, how was it? Just general PAX good? Uh, you go yeah, to, it was you've great. Been, this is, what, your third one? Uh, yes, this is my third one. Um, nice. I think I think the big thing I was disappointed is like, oh no, Sony's not there. But then I realized, like, okay, that's just essentially one booth of, like, the other 80 booths I see. Yeah. Um, and usually I don't spend a lot of time with the Sony one anyway. Um, this time I actually got a lot of time to, cause I wasn't, um, I think the first few packs I was kind of like, oh my God, this is amazing. I play as many games as possible. But now that the, the shine of that's kind of gone away, <laughs> I feel like more comfortable just like spending time talking with devs, which is like nice. the much more interesting aspect of it. Um, oh, the best, sure, like, sure. yeah, the best times I had there was like asking a question to Kamiya and then, um, talking with the devs of alien hominid and stuff for like a long time because i wasn't so stressed out about like seeing everything yeah um so it's it's nice it's like to me it's kind of like it's a to me this is like oh i'm definitely gonna be going every year now and i don't need to be like super hyped every year it's like now i have kind of like my expectations set for what pax is and i really really enjoy it That's um, awesome. it definitely lost its luster of like holy shit but um it's still, I can imagine. It's still a lot of fun yeah i can imagine so you mentioned alien hominid so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna kind of run through um, eight or nine games that you kind of saw, played, had some yep. interaction with uh, over the last two days. And yeah. one of the ones you want to start with is Alien Hominid, which um, I can't figure out if this is like a sequel, a reimagining, or what, what exactly this is, because they've been really kind of loose with like the quick trailer that came out. Um, but yeah. originally, or originally, but the first one I know is a Xbox 360 game, kind of came around, mm -hmm. and they've done a couple other games as well. So what, what yeah. exactly is up with the new Alien Hominid? So Alien Hominid is like, so I played the Flash game way, way back in the day. I never actually played the full release. Um, but this was the game. The reason I want to talk about this first is this was probably my most surprising game at, at PAX because I just saw it there. I was like, okay, this, okay, Alien Hominid, I kind of enjoyed the Flash game back in the day. Let's see how, how this is doing. Alien Hominid is so freaking fun. Um, so the new game's called Alien Hominid Invasion. And what they basically did is it's the same sort of 2D shooting game that you're kind of thinking of like if you're thinking alien hominid it's a 2d platformer with shooting kind of an action game you shoot uh quote-unquote fbi agents they said now they're no longer fbi agents <laughs> i think they just called them agents or something like that generalize it a bit more yeah exactly and you're an evil alien who's trying to take over the world and so with this one it's called alien hominid invasion and what they did is they kind of added this whole cool extra layer on top of it. So instead of just going like level by level, you're now slowly taking over a city. And how you do that is you basically have kind of a grid of a city. And each point on that grid is a new level. And you can kind of pick your way that you want to go through the city based oh, on like cool. how dangerous it is to like each level. So like you could like see like a really hard level that has good loot, which I'll talk about in a second. Not as bad. I don't want you to scare too quick. <laughs> <laughs> um or like if you stay in an area too long, the danger gets too high, so you got to move out. So you have to like get get out of the way, and literally it's just kind of a way to get to make it level select interesting. So instead of just going from point A to point point yeah. B, like level one, level two, is that you can actually sort of like set your difficulty. Like if I want to go to a hard level, I can do that right now. If I want to go to kind of like I can tell by the danger level, like an easier level. Do um, those shift as you go? So like some games where they have kind of that overviewing map, like the agents might take back a spot or there'll be, if you wait long enough, the agents like gather in that spot. So it gets harder. Does it evolve yeah, it's, like it's, that? It's or is exact, it just... Yeah. No, it's exactly like that. So like the, the map is changing. So like, as I beat this level, other levels on this grid are doing other things. So like, and like basically, so like literally it's just kind of like a city grid sort of thing. Nice. Um, 
and it's and it's so and it's really cool. So when I so now I've selected a level. Um, instead of just being like you're going left to right, you can now go in any direct. Well, any direction you can go left or right. There's only two. Other <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> it's still two. <2D. laughs> um, and it's cool because you have like little missions to do within that. So you could have like a. So let's say over the course of a single level, it could be just like kill a bunch of guys, collect their stuff, and then drop it off at this point. But then the other thing is also like, okay, now you have to go collect like three of these things are dispersed throughout the level. Okay, now you have to beat this boss. Okay, now you have to do this. So you have like four or five tasks that are yeah. kind of in sequence throughout the level. And it's kind of fun because it definitely swaps up how you play. Like you might need to do a mission where you're like, need to get from point A to point B level as fast as you can. Um, and it's all over the course of a single level. And the game feels so tight. It just feels absolutely amazing. Um, and I had mentioned um, loot earlier. There's actually some like action RPG elements to it. Hmm. Um, so you can like change like how high your character jumps, um, the damage they do, how fast they shoot, how much they do this, how much they do that. So they basically just took. So what they did is they basically took like this alien hominid, you know, you know, really nice core gameplay, and they just add all these kind of like additional strategy elements to it, and yeah. not and not in it like they didn't change the genre. It's still a shooter. Yeah. But they just changed it into an action RPG shooter with some neat strategic elements on top of it. And it was my and like I talked with the dev for a long time and they were super excited about it and I was super excited about it. <laughs> Cause I just I expected nothing going into it. I was just like, okay, we'll see. And surprises are probably, always good. Yeah, it's probably one of those fun games I played at PAX. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh so moving on here. Uh this one I'm curious about just because you brought this to my attention last year and then it got a big mm-hmm boost i think it was microsoft's e3 presentation yeah. last year if i remember correctly uh, and that's the artful escape so yep. i know you had you, you played it last year played it, it got two a whole, years ago i think was it two years ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay wow but i know it got a big thing at last year's e3 i think yes so what's up with this game is it still the same cool thing or yeah i would recommend just going back and listening to my other one <laughs> we had we had we did another PAX video like in 2017 where I discuss Artful Escape and I I don't want to get get into it too hard um just as a result because it's basically the exact same game it was back then but just a lot better it's just so much nicer looking like the art style in the game is so striking oh yeah um I went two days and I brought two different people two different coworkers with me and I made them play that game both times and they're both like <laughs> wow this game is absolutely amazing um. I don't, it's like again, it's like I don't want to totally repeat myself from it. Um, but basically, it's a side scroller. You're going from left and right. You're jumping. Um, but one of the things you can do is quote unquote just hold X to shred. At any yeah. point in time, you can summon a guitar. And they did a lot of cool stuff since the last time I saw it. Where like every guitar riff you do just by holding down X, like perfectly matches with the music um, oh, that's cool. going on in the background. So it's like every riff you play, it just you're just like adding to the soundtrack. And then on top of that, um, the environment now reacts to like to the beat of whatever you're shredding to, um, and um, it, I don't know. I mean, that's about it. It's really cool. I just uh, it's pretty straightforward. You just go from point A to point B. You yeah. shred your guitar occasionally, and every once in a while you do a cool um, uh, sort of like Simon Says puzzle when you're talking with monsters. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just want to say that game is still awesome. I think <laughs> if that game is not on your radar, you definitely should. Oh, for sure. And it's, then, yeah. I think it's just one that if you watch a trailer, you instantly get an idea of what the game's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that, that the trailer doesn't really fully conceive is how weird the dialogue is. The dialogue is super strange. It's like <laughs> you, and I hate when people are like, oh, this is trippy, so you must be high sort of thing. 
But like literally, it is like the highest dialogue I have ever heard in my life. It's just <laughs> like like the the setup is that you're looking for a jazz club that is not missing, but it changes places like in time and space. Um, yeah. And it's just currently in an abandoned city deep within a cavern. Um, it's a weird game. And when the characters talk, they're basically like, it's like, what do you want out of life? It's like, I want to trip on the sound waves of life, man. Or it's just this really, <laughs> uh-huh. really psychedelic talking, like like speech options and stuff. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, very cool game. Really, go, really go getting into the, really getting into the feeling of that one then. And <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, like, everything it all wrap up. Yeah, but the it, mood. it's done with such, um, it does that psychedelic art style with such precision that I really, that's like really cool. Like they like creatures to such like really well-defined creatures that are inspired by psychedelics. It's a really, really cool game. Um, nice. Yeah. That's all I got to say uh, about it. <laughs> so a little bit of a different genre style here. Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4. Holy shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> so my only impression with Streets of Rage, and I don't, if I played the original, it wasn't for very long. Yeah. That would have been, you know, 20 years ago. But yeah, I, so all I'm thinking is just cool. It's a, beat him up yeah oh no you're not wrong <laughs> yeah but that's like all i got is just cool it's a beat up and we don't get many beat ups now yeah it's it's a beat up um i think with a lot of more recent beat ups i've played like they don't feel really really tight there's just True. something about like modern beat up especially the scott pilgrim game like a lot of people really love that game it just doesn't feel really really tight so streets of rage 4 First of all, the game looks incredible. I think mm-hmm. in screenshots, it's kind of hard to tell. You're like, oh, it kind of looks like a Flash animation or something like that. It's like, and I can kind of get that. But when you play this game, it just looks, it is like, it's a it's a game that'll catch your eye. Um, nice. It is so good looking. Um, but the beating up people feel so good. It is so <laughs> tight. The hit response, just like, it feel, it's like pretty much any compared to, and like I played a few other beat em ups, so like I'm not going to mention at PAX. Um there was one that was right next to Streets of Rage 4, and then you could just feel that difference of, like, that tightness of Streets of Rage 4, like, the power your characters feel, how they animate. Um, and then just right next to other. another beat-em-up that couldn't live up to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think the I again, I, I don't even play a lot of beat-em-ups. I didn't really play Streets of Rage 1 through 3 on Genesis, like a, like a lot of people who might be talking about this game. Um, so I kind of came into, like, a little bit fresh. Um but that was one of those games that like totally it, like took me by surprise. I just happened to get in line because it was like, oh, there's only one person. A lot, of, a lot of these <laughs> games I played because there wasn't a long line. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was, I was like, oh, I could play Doom, but it's like an hour wait for Doom. I was like, I'm going to buy Doom. Like, I'm, I'm playing that play in Doom. three weeks either way. So yeah, wait an extra hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, uh, yeah. But Streets of Rage Four, like there, there had been long lines for I just happened to sneak in, um, sort of thing because the line was short for a split second. And that game just feels so good. It looks so good. The characters, um, there's like six characters you can play as, and they all look really cool. It's not just like the, because I, I think from what I, I don't remember there being that many characters. I think they've only shown off like two or three so far. Um, but the one character I played as um, was this like um, black teenage girl, and she has a guitar, and she just like beats people with the guitar, and nice. all of her specials are like guitar riffs and stuff. Um, Sensing and a it's trend. just Yeah, it is. <laughs> It is it is cool. It's a really really cool game, um, and it plays really 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 well. I think I think people who 
um, are like, there's a lot of people who are like, kind of like worried it's not from the original devs and that sort of thing. Like that is a game to get excited for. It's going to be great. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Nice. Yeah. So the rest of these or most of these are things that I don't have much knowledge on. So you're kind of going to have to walk me through a little bit about what's going yeah. on with these. But yep. uh, something called No Straight Roads. No Straight Roads. Yeah. So No Straight Roads is a game. They, they definitely like to talk about this, too. Like in the trailer, it's like from the lead designer of Final Fantasy 15, from the character designer of Street uh, Street Fighter 5. I think it was like a concept oh. art from Street Fighter, from Street Fighter 5. Um, so what it is, it's a, um, from what I could tell, I, I don't totally quote me on this. It's, it's like a boss rush sort of game, kind of like Shadow of the Colossus is a boss rush game. It's yeah. just like, it's mostly of these bosses and what, I guess the best way to describe it, it's kind of like, you know, those like super epic kingdom hearts boss battles near the end. Yeah. Like what if you just made a game of those? <laughs> um, and then everything is set to music. Ooh. Uh, so like all of the bosses' attacks are music based. So like you can you know when to jump because based on not the only music. The, yeah based on the music and and, and the character animations, um, and then the art style looks like really similar to Psychonauts, like shockingly so, like suspiciously so. Kind of so. cartoony. Yeah, it's super cartoony. It's like it's super cartoony, and I think the whole concept is it's like I love I love concepts for like a lot of these games that they're like. Uh, a lot of music games have this. It's like a new corporation has stepped down to push stomp down rock music, but the corporation <laughs> is evil EDM music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think NSR is like, I think the the game's called no straight roads and the NSR are the bad guys. And they're trying to smash down rock by bringing in EDM. But the soundtrack is like mostly good EDM. I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're trying to say. And the rock music isn't really rocking. It's like you guys have better electronic music. Um, but anyway, so the boss battle I played, it starts in the back of a theater. And you're basically walking down. You're running down. And there's somebody playing the piano um, on stage. And you're like walking by basically like a crowd of people listening. And... You want to stop her from playing music. I don't know why. It doesn't really make sense. Um, but I mean, anyway, the boss battle demo. takes place on. <laughs> yeah, the the boss battle takes place on stage, and the person and you're fighting the piano as the person's playing, <laughs> and so it's like a little girl who's playing the piano, and like she's sending musical notes at you. But then there's this mother character, so it's her mom who's like kind of like I guess like an evil helicopter mom or something, who's like this giant creature that like picks her up and then starts hitting you while like trying to protect her, um, nice like uh you know piano playing daughter, and it was really cool because the boss battle has like five phases or something, and it felt like those sort of Kingdom Hearts things where like the orca like the like the um, stage explodes at one point, now you're yep. flying in the air fighting this giant mother character and. One of her cool attacks was like um, they play piano with the music and her attack is basically it gives you like kind of red zones of like, hey, here's where the attack is coming. And what it is, the red zones, um, they play the piano keys along with the music. So you see these big red stripes that kind of match the piano keys in the music. And then these giant keys come down to hit you. Um, It's super cool. At the point in time, it was super rough. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like two years out still or something like that. But just oh, the wow, concept okay. was really cool. It's just like a bunch of Kingdom Hearts battles that kind of looks like Psychonauts uh, <laughs> set to cool music. That's like it, three of your checkmark, checkmark. Ah, three of your things off the checklist right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It looks <laughs> cool. I think it's a game that you'd probably enjoy, too. I just hope they kind of tighten everything up. It's re- It was super, super rough when I was playing it, but it looks cool. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one here, uh, Pathless, which I actually forgot about, but this yeah. is from Giant Squid who did Abzu. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so you didn't get to play this one? They just had like a demo you could see? or No, I just didn't want to wait in line. <laughs> so important so, okay, that you be, wanted okay, to, to talk fair, about. I, instead of waiting but... in line, I sat and talked with the dev for 15 minutes. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So Pathless is by the guys who did uh, Abzu. Um, and so the game is an open world game, which I wasn't expecting. I did not know that. Yeah, so it's like an open world game, and what you do is you travel around this open world, kind of can go, and there's like a bunch of, the way they described it is like there's evil spirits taking over, and you must cleanse the forest of the evil spirits, and then once you cleanse enough spirits, you get to fight the evil spirit. So basically it's like you do, you go to one area, you do some objectives, and then you fight a boss. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, there's an open world then, in between. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um and the game just looked absolutely gorgeous. And one of the things they really, really wanted to stress was um, character movement. Like, mm-hmm. that was the big thing they wanted to focus on more than anything. Because your character moving through this open world runs really, really, really fast. And one of the cool things they did with your bow and arrow. So instead of just, like, you can shoot monsters or whatever. What the cool thing is is that they set up targets. So when you shoot something as you're running, what it does, it gives you a speed boost. Okay. So you can... so. You're running. You see a target. You don't even have to aim it. It just kind of auto-targets for you. You press square, and you just boost faster to the forest. So I was watching a guy playing. He's running through a forest, like boost, 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 boost. So you're just, like, flying through a forest as his character's running through it. And it just – like, the character animation was so cool to see a character run that fast. That's Mm -hmm. not Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) So what what is this game – like? Because Abzi just kind of float through the ocean, Mm -hmm. and they came from – I'm blanking on the devs. They that did, game uh, company. Yes, that game company. They did Journey yeah. and all those things. So you've got the bow and arrow. Is this? Is there more action in this? Is there more to do more so than a lot of those ones where you're just kind of wandering? Or is it still just kind of wandering? It, it definitely has sort of that like still kind of wandering tone. It's it's like, <laughs> what if you gave like a gun to the Journey character that makes him run fast? Okay, um, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but it, it is a lot of like sort of like quiet contemplation running through the forest sort of thing. But there are definitely there's like definitely boss battles that are going on. It's like you're and the, um, I think in the trailer they show like where you're running alongside this giant evil deer thing and like yeah. shooting it as you're running alongside it. Um, so I'm really curious how they're going to do this because they I don't remember how many boss battles they said, but they mentioned there's like a number of them. And I'm really curious how they took these sort of mechanics. Like I said, they just, they like what they said, like the biggest focus on for them was just character movement and moving Mm -hmm. fast. So um, I'm really, that's like how those things, like I didn't get to see a lot. I saw a lot of people running through environments, not really fighting boss battles, but they said like all of their boss battles, like really try to take that into account as like you're chasing down, like the bosses move pretty fast. So like, like one's a deer. So you need to chase down the deer through the forest. That's Um, It just looked, it looked like really, really gorgeous. Um, and it looked like a lot of fun. I was, I was, it was kind of a hard trying to understand like what activities you were doing in the open world. They said there's like some sort of puzzle aspects, but a lot of the puzzles are more like trying to get to a point. That's what they were trying to say. Like a lot of the puzzles are because the the targets they don't they kind of like pull you forward, but they can also pull you up. Oh, okay. So a lot of it is like I need to climb this tower. How do I go about climbing this tower with the abilities I the, have? The traversal puzzles more so than the like figure out where to push the blocks. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see any block pushing. I saw a lot of running though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next on the list, another one I've never heard of before, Bonfire Peaks. Yes. Uh, I also had never heard of this one before. 
so it's okay. Short line? <laughs> no line. <laughs> All right. Uh, the game just looked really cool. Um, so what Bonfire Peak is, really, really simply, simply, it's a set of box-moving puzzles. Um, which no running sound, in this one? No running in this one. A lot of box puzzling, a lot of walking on a grid, picking up a box, trying to figure out along the grid. Well, I know. I know you're making a face. I make your face. Oof. But the reason I... So the reason I stopped is that it looked really, really cool. It has that voxel art style, that, mm-hmm. um, but really, really, really detailed. The one thing that – and the guy – and so how the how, what the concept works is that you're picking up a box, and you're trying to move it to a bonfire, and you throw it in the bonfire, and it gets destroyed, and you beat the level. But they did something really, really cool that I haven't really seen with puzzle games before, um, and this is kind of the reason I want to talk about it. So you have your overworld, and in your overworld, you can actually move around. And then you sit by a bonfire to go into this sort of like mini universe where you have this sort of very specific grid-based puzzle game that mm-hmm. you're playing. Um, but once you beat the puzzle, you go back to the overworld. And now that you've beaten this blo- this box puzzle, a box appears where you had beaten the puzzle, like like on the bo- like next to the bonfire. So okay. I'm walking around open world. Yep. I get to a bonfire. I beat the puzzle. And then a box appears. And then the overworld itself is kind of a puzzle. So, like, that box, I've now brought in the overworld, and now I can use that box, put it down, and then get to the next area. Oh, okay, so, that's cool. you might need to, like, stack boxes in certain ways in the overworld that you're earning from beating levels. Um, and so, then, you, you know, solved really cool. a puzzle, and your reward is another puzzle. You know, people like puzzle games. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I don't. <laughs> no, I'm talking about this because I thought you would like it. Um, but one of the things that I thought was really cool is that when you get to an area in the, in the, in the demo... Um, so you had one bonfire first to do a level and you picked it. You, it was like kind of a tutorial thing. You pick up the box, you can move on to the next one, but the next one had like six bonfires, but you only needed three boxes to proceed. So you okay. don't have to beat all of the puzzles oh, to nice. get to the next area. So, so when if you're I get stuck on one. Yeah. When I get frustrated, angry, and want to just turn the game off, I can go, ah, forget this one and move on. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was really cool. So he's yeah, like, I like that. So, <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was really clever. I was like, I, why have I not seen this in other just games in general like i feel like a lot i feel like i i i mean i guess i guess it's it's not a super common trope i'd say especially for these sort of puzzle games where they kind of give you the option to skip over one that you're just not good at yeah and then maybe you eventually can come back but you can still keep proceeding forward Mm -hmm. um through the game um and the guy was super cool and then he's like it was funny he's like the 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 art style was really desaturated it was like mostly browns okay um and like these like really like um dark greens but it just looked really striking for how not colorful it was. Like I like colorful games, yeah. but this game with this like really like precise desaturation, um, which is really it was just kind of like neat to look at because it just stood out from all the ver- the other cartoony games. I think we we're like, oh, brown games are ugly immediately, but a brown game with like precision in its brownness can actually look pretty beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, c- I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one you didn't play. Yes. Psychonauts 2 was the line too long or uh, you just couldn't No, play? so <laughs> I would have I would have waited I might have waited the hour to play this one. No, what this one was a behind closed doors exclusive uh oh. walk demo walk through. No, all you did is walk to the booth and ask for a ticket and they gave you a time and you sat in a little room and they gave you a demo. See, you um, should have left that part out and we could have pretended like we're professionals <laughs> for like 30 yeah. seconds. I feel like I could have I, I don't know. Yeah, one day. One day. <laughs> we get more than a handful of views then maybe um so yeah so psychonauts 2 i'm excited for that game a little bit i like psychonauts 1 a lot 
Psychonauts 2, it's I've just kind of put in the back of my mind. It's like, well, it'll come out eventually, and then we'll see. Maybe it's your it'll Shenmue be good. 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Kind. Yes, exactly. You're not, like, chomping at the bit for Shenmue 3. It's like, we'll see. We'll see when, how this When goes. it happens and it comes out, yeah. I'll love it but, and I'll enjoy yeah. it. But yeah. until then, that's fine. Yeah, and I'm kind of okay with it maybe not being great. Um, So I've seen the Psychonauts 2. You can actually probably go online and actually watch this demo yourself, but I don't know if we saw a more up-to-date version of this demo. Psychonauts 2 looks incredible. It was, I thought the, uh, it was just jaw-droppingly good-looking. The the Psychonauts art style, while it's not like, you're not going to be like, oh, completely blown. I guess people like realistic art styles is not Uncharted 4. But just the art style that Psychonauts is going with, it seems like you they couldn't pack in any more within this constraints of the art style. Like they just absolutely filled up the I how do I describe this? They basically fulfilled the Psychonauts art style. Like I feel like when you're playing Psychonauts one, there's kind of stuff like, okay, well, it's on running on an Xbox or it's running on an old PC and it kind of looks about as good as it could. But this is just like, no, this is the Psychonauts <laughs> universe and it's most perfect. This is what we form. wanted it to look like when we envisioned this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing that was like really crazy is that basically the whole opening is just this one giant set piece, um, which I feel I'm trying to remember Psychonauts too much. I don't remember having like too many set pieces, but you're basically running through a um, a corporate office in somebody's mind that's also being kind of invaded at the same time. So like you're running through cubicles and all of a sudden the floor will shift up. So now you're actually, your perspective changes. So you're now kind of like running on the ceiling or you're running along or you're using the cubicles. You're kind of like the, you're looking at the floor. So you're jumping on the cubicles, kind of like a platform, like a 2d platformer. All of a sudden Um, the game just looked uh, really, really good. And this is like a weird thing to describe, but I think psychonauts one, the gameplay looked was was when you played it was like really floaty like there's not yes. like a lot of like oomph to stuff yes and in this one uh again i didn't have my hands on it so i can't like really talk to it too much but it looked a lot snappier it looked like it the jumps were not as floaty she was doing uh, the person who was playing it she was um the hits just felt like they were hitting harder it didn't feel like you just like swipe me in air um it just it looked like it felt tighter but it was enough to make me go, oh, they really, really, really thought about this and they are changing it as a result. Um, the game was running at 60 frames per second too. And so it just, it, I don't know. It looked like like a modern precision platformer, kind of like what you'd hope for, like, like a Mario Odyssey or something like that. Nice. And I think the fact really that you can, hope... the fact that yeah. you can mention a sentence with Mario Odyssey is probably high praise <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> There's not many like precise 3D platformers these days <laughs> with like real controls. Also true. Yeah. But it looked like they really worked hard, and the game was really funny. And the the setup, I think the Psychonauts, the Psychonauts two, they really set this cool balance of this is a serious situation that you can get invested in, and then the jokes on top don't don't actually take away from the seriousness of the situation. But there mm-hmm. was also a really funny game. Um, I feel like it's really nice, like when you can. I think a lot of funny games like they'll just be too ridiculous that you don't care about anything. Yeah. But they definitely made you really really care about the scenario that was ongoing. And it was cool because it's the first time you see all the Psychonauts actually work together as a team. So it, you're you're Raz and you're running through, but you're also you're you're all going into this one bad guy's mind. So you're seeing the different layers of all that, what each power, what each person can do with their powers and that sort of thing. Nice. Um, it was really really cool. Very cool. So moving on, Sakuna, which I had never heard. You made me watch a trailer. Kind of looks like uh, Muramasa or those Vanillaware games. Kind of mm-hmm. something in that vein. You yes. got to play this one, right? I did. 
which is probably good because if it's anything like those, you need to play it for it to make sense. Yeah. Um, so if you ever play Videlaware games like Odin Sphere and Muramaza, they are 2D action RPGs that are super fun, and you can yep. do a lot of cool combos. Yep. It's kind of like a it's like a side-scrolling Devil May Cry with yep. like cool action RPG thrown on top. Yep. This is another one of those, and it plays nice. really well. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really cool. Okay, all right. It's 3D. It's not 2D. Um, but it's so similar to those other games uh, that it was just it was a ton of fun to play. I played so, the Switch version and I saw the PS4 version running. Would not recommend the P- the the Switch version. It ran at a very <laughs> solid 30 frames per second and looked real rough. So <laughs> when you say 3D, are you saying it's more in the vein of like a Bayonetta Devil May Cry, or is it still that? Oh no, 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 it's it's still 2D. It's still 2D left to right. It's just like it's 3D visuals. It's not 2D oh, visuals. Oh, gotcha. It's a okay. two point. It's a 2.5D or whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah, gotcha. That weird middle yeah. ground. Nice. Yeah, but I was like, I was like picking stuff up. I was equipping things. I was getting higher power levels. I was, you know, fighting bosses. It all felt really cool. And you have this cool, like, kind of grapple thing that you've seen in probably other games, but you can grapple around, around so you can like flip around the environment really, really fast and combo. And it's just another one of those. And those other, and those games are really, really fun. Um, yeah. There is a whole other aspect that, like, a farming aspect that, like, they didn't talk about or mention at all. So I don't know how that plays into it. <laughs> You got to differentiate somehow, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? I mean, this whole action, cool action RPG might even be like just like half of the game and you're actually farming for most of it, which would be a big disappointment. Well, you got to fight your way to get to the seeds or something. It's yeah, yeah, hopefully. Stardew Valley's it. popular. So yeah. <laughs> uh, last one on the list, Evolutus, which you also didn't play. Uh, this is yes. another one I haven't heard of. I hadn't heard of this one either. Um, this one had a, this was this was one of those games that was just striking that you just saw it playing on a TV and you were just immediately drawn to it. There's a lot of people just crowding around, just like just watching the game. Um, so what Evolutus is, it's a cyberpunk action. It's a, no, 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 sorry. It's not an action adventure game. It's an adventure game that's set in a sort of a cyberpunk universe. And the thing that's cool is that you play as like full scale 2d humans and you're walking left to right, but then you can also like walk in and out of the frame. So like if I need to if I'm like walking left to right as a character to cool like 2D sketched character yep. I'm walking across and if I walk into an alley in the foreground like I'll actually walk into the foreground and like the background will shift. Oh cool. So now I'm like in the next alley over. And and from 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 basically what the developer is telling me is like it's a basically a game where you go around like you talk to people, you do some sort of like mini game stuff. Yeah. Uh but the one the few things that stru- that's kind of stuck out is that the game looks just utterly incredible. I think this would be a hard game just like just talk about that actually seeing like some um, actually seeing it in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was insanely violent. <laughs> like um, they so instead of just like you're not just like attacking like press XXX to attack. It'll probably it kind of goes through more of like a sequence where you're kind of like it's more like quick time events. Okay. So they're just like these like really cool elaborate animations of like you beating a guy's head against a wall and then cutting his head off, but done like this amazing, like really, really cool 2d art style. Um, that's like, it was like, it was pretty graphic. A lot of swearing. There's like a guy in a panda suit. Who's like really depressed and like tells you to fuck off and stuff. It was really, really cool looking. I, I don't know. There's not much to, not much to talk about right now. Um, one of the things they did talk about is like, there's three characters and you're playing through three character stories that then kind of all intertwine near the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Um, but the thing they were talking about is like they're kind of like different gameplay. So the one they're showing off is a guy who's kind of like Harrison Ford in Blade Runner. Um, mm-hmm. The cool thing that was that was cool, like when you actually pull out a gun, you don't just shoot it. 
you can like pull out a gun and then call for somebody's attention. Like the, the thing, the, the situation that they had was you are walking up to your bike and you see somebody trying to hotwire it. Yeah. And then you pull out the gun with like a, the right trigger. And then you like, instead of just like shooting, you can call out to them. So like you oh, yell cool. at So you, so you chose, so he chose to yell at him and the guy turns around and realizes there's a gun point in his face. And that's when they have sort of like a discussion back and forth about like what's going on mm-hmm. about the situation. So it's, it's definitely more of kind of like, I don't know. It's, it was too different looking from telltale just to say telltale. Um, but it's definitely more of like a conversation based game. Um, they also said like one of the other characters is a girl who, and they say that kind of fights in sort of like a streets of rage style. And the other guy's okay. sort of like a hacker. So you do like a lot of hacking mini games and that sort nice. of thing. It kind of reminded me of like, like Yakuza or something where you have like these Yakuza four and five, like you have all these different characters and slowly oh, all back their stories. And... Yeah. And then all their stories kind of start combining at the end in interesting ways. Nice. And she said like, they don't actually like each other, which is kind of fun. Oh, so, the main characters. Yeah, yeah. So like some of them might actually be enemies like between each other. Oh. Um, so it's on it twist. looked really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That was all you gave me on your list. Yeah. Any other stuff to throw out before we wrap this thing up? Um Hmm. Good question. Um, I think Sony being gone wasn't wasn't that bad. Um I think that if you're the the, the best time to spend at PAX is like not waiting in line for games you're gonna play, like you're probably gonna play anyway. Yeah. Um, and I would say I think the best times I had with PAX is just talking with devs. I think it's really interesting sitting there playing a game, talking to talking to the dev about what their intentions of the game are. Yeah. And then playing the game, because I feel like sometimes you're like, I, why are we doing like, why is the character doing this? Why are they doing that? Um, and it's and just really neat, like, yeah, now. Yeah. And you get like straight from the horse's mouth and like <laughs> the devs are excited about their games and they're excited that you're excited about their game. So, like, just don't spend the time just playing games, but, like, actually learning about games. Um, also, I saw a panel about gamification of college classes, and that was super interesting. And this would actually probably be a topic for me and you to talk about afterwards. <laughs> uh, yes, but there was, are many it, things that we could discuss on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was really cool. They, they, like, gamified a class at Brown on literature, and they had actually kind of put, like, a plot to the class. Mm-hmm. And all the assignments were based around that plot, but the assignments were like reading Tarzan and then ways you could interpret Tarzan for this character. Um, it was actually really cool. And the, the huh. professor said it was like one of the highest, it was like he had been teaching for 30 years at Brown and it was the highest rating he had ever gotten as a professor. Well, yeah, you and, get high engagement from your students and that's well, that, like that. Yeah. And, and then they had, and then he also like set all the learning objectives and they had all like the, the rate of them meeting their learning objectives, was like way higher than any course that he had taught before as well. So it was super interesting. Um, nice. A lot of educators in the room. Um, I was kind of out of my element, but, uh, I had... <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, we'll be back with more stuff. Uh, we did not talk about Final Fantasy VII. I want to spend lots of time talking about that. So we're yes. going to do a separate thing on that because I'm excited. And I told Doug that we have to do a whole thing on that because I want to talk about it for a long time. So that'll be around. I'm sure Doug will be back at PAX next year. We'll have more videos until next PAX. Uh, But you can follow us at Workforce Gaming on Twitter. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening. And we will see you later. Bye-bye.